The big challenge is this. How are investors like us, who are not backed by a billion dollar hedge fund, who are investing money from our own pockets, how do we buy, sell, and invest in the properties we believe in, yet still make a profit without risking all of our own money? That is the challenge. In this podcast, we'll give you the answers. My name is Nate Armstrong, and welcome to the Social Media Blueprint. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Social Media Blueprint podcast. Today, I've got a special guest. This is a one-of-a-kind kind of opportunity for you to be here today, listening in on a conversation we're about to have with Mr. Chris Haskins. And in case you haven't met Chris yet, you probably have somewhere if you've been around the YouTube land, but in case you haven't met Chris yet, I had the pleasure of bumping into him from a mutual friend, Jay, who introduced. And this guy, Chris, is doing some amazing things with financial literacy. So if you're ready to start expanding your mind and get outside of just traditional real estate and start learning what you should be doing with your dollars and how you should be investing, then you're going to really want to pay attention to this. Chris, thank you and welcome. Thanks for joining the show, man. What up, Nate? How you doing, bro? Good, good. Chris, I know you've got a bigger mission than just financial literacy and I don't want to do any injustice to it. If you could take just a minute or two and explain a little bit about who you are and what you're about, I would love that, man. Our, our listeners would love it too. Yeah, that's cool. It's an honor to be in your presence, Nate. Anytime I can talk to you, man, I'm just, I'm just honored. You know, I know you're busy as all get out. Yeah, well, my mission to raise your financial literacy, it took me 40 years to get, but yeah, it's deeper than that. Than that. First thing was I didn't want to be broke you know, I got to figure out what to do. And then after that, I noticed that a lot of people around me were broke. And I'm like, listen, why people in the word? I don't want them to be broke. So I'm like, I'm just sick of meeting broke people. So the mission was born. And I'm like, as much as I can spread the word in real estate and helping people to kind of get out of that rat race and, and just overcome being a slave to the dollar, Nate, kind of is, is kind of the fire that drives my passion. Yeah, yeah. And last time that we got to talk, Chris, too, you told me this story that I still sticks into my head. And you had mentioned about watching the landlords walking around and you told it in such a funny way. But do you remember the story you told me? Like you saw it, what made you actually get into investing? What made you get into real estate? You saw these guys walking around with briefcases, something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, when I got started back in 2004, there was very few investors that looked like me. Really, I went to the local real Rias, you know, and it was like, man, I, nobody could necessarily look like me, you know. So I'm like, you know, why can't we get into this business too and kind of move around and make real estate cool? So I'm like, most of the guys that I met back then were, yeah, the older white dudes with suits and ties and briefcases going to the foreclosure steps. Now it's kind of changed the demographic some, but I'm, you know, I think that uh, this financial literacy is for all as opposed to just a niche market, however you want to say it. Yeah, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, Chris has made this cool. If you haven't checked out Chris Haskins yet, it's Chris with a K. And he's got a really great YouTube presence. Like the stuff that you'll find there, it's entertaining, engaging, and enlightening. So you'll definitely want to go there. Chris, you've done something really cool on a topic that I actually have a pain point on right now. So in the midst of this whole recent crash, I lost 25% of my IRA. Boom, like overnight, it was a course of like eight or nine days. It just kept going down, down, down. And I just stopped looking and I said, okay, I give up yeah. the stock market IRA stuff. <laughs> it, I don't know it, dude. But then I poke you with a message and I'm like, Chris, hey, can you talk about this? And you fire back and you're like, yeah, I just did this really smart thing. 
And I would love to know what that smart thing was, and I want everybody else to know too. Can you teach us? Hey, you're too generous, man. You're like the, uh, you are definitely one of the smartest cats I've met, man. I appreciate you for even listening to this stuff. But Nate, first I want to ask you, what type of IRA do you have, if you don't, if you care to share? Yeah, it's technically self-directed, but I left it with my financial planner, and he's at Northwestern Mutual, and he put it into okay. mixed mutual funds, essentially, that are in the stock market. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It's in the market. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's in the market. Yep. Okay, cool. So, Nate, here's the thing. For me, I don't know if it's a gift or a curse, brother. When I got into business in 04, I was able to meet, once again, man, I always say you got to have the rich white dude in the background. Lonnie Scruggs. Lonnie Scruggs, my mentor. He was a, a guru doing mobile homes. He owned four mobile home parks at the time. And I said, I say, I take him to breakfast with it. He, he pay all the time. I just meet him and eat breakfast with him. And he said, Chris, I'm going to tell you about this self-directed Roth IRA. This was in 2006. Chris, this should be legal. That's what he told me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this dude's telling me it's illegal. I'm doing this today. I mean, you know, like, he is the man. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. He said, they're going to outlaw this stuff soon. So self-directed Roth IRA. I say that to say gift or curse. They, I don't know anything about traditional Roth stuff. You know, I was uh, born and raised on self-directing my IRA. So it hasn't lost any value ever. You know, it just can't necessarily lose value because my tenants' rents go into there and we loan it out and to, to do deal, we buy and sell houses out of it. So it's not like it's tied to any index, so to speak. So yeah. we kind of live outside of that world. So a company filing bankruptcy because of the whole crisis doesn't like devalue your position in your IRA. <laughs> I saw, I saw that. Oh, wow. JCPenney. Wow, Nate. That's something you, that's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. That's like an iconic childhood brand of mine. Like that was back to school shopping. JCPenney, we're going. And to see it hit, hit their knees like this, like it's a different time we're living in. It's something, Nate. Yeah, I feel for people that have stock. I don't know where their stock is now, but no doubt it's... It's gone, you know, it's just plummeted. I don't, I don't know. But you can still, if you have a self-directed Roth IRA, Nate, you can uh, buy stock and do mutual funds and do everything. We just decided to, because my skill was real estate, we just decided to just do it with real estate. You know, that's all I know. Yeah. So you do a couple different things, it sounds like. Sounds like you're tapping into some private lending with it. You lend funds yep. out a little bit. You buy houses and collect rents. Okay. That's right. And now this cool new thing. Like this is the big thing. You did some kind of withdrawal or loan or something from it. Well, what is that all about? Yeah. So there's two that they have, the IRS. Thank you to the IRS gods that have given us some, they call it a Corona distribution, Corona related distribution. So I guess, I don't know the exact term. I could pull it up, but you could just Google it and see. They're giving us a hardship. For me, my hardship is my Airbnb. I'm losing about 5000 a month from Airbnbs. I'm just getting burned. I don't, I'm no doubt you're losing too, but yeah. So I decided they gave us a one-time penalty slash tax-free withdrawal, early withdrawal on your self-directed IRA. And they're allowing you to borrow on your 401k, which I do not have a 401k. 401k, self-directed 401ks didn't even exist when I got into business. They came along later. Okay. So you've got self-directed Roth IRA, and then along comes this bad virus. You get hit on your Airbnb property, and now you're allowed to do a withdrawal or a small tax penalty withdrawal from it. No tax. It's it's 100% penalty-free, 100% tax-free, bro. Ah. And don't take my word on this. I'm not an accountant, but I did. I have got several emails from two accountants before I took this money out. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm not, you know how it is, Nate. You think you got it right, then you do it, and then, hey, you got five grand penalty. Yes, yes. Yep. The one year I got audited, I listened. I, I had the same CPA for like a decade. And then I moved to a new city and this CPA that I met, nice guy and all, but, but he says, oh, you know, you can do this and this and this, and I'm going to save you so much in taxes, switch to me. And so I switched to him. And then after a year, like it was totally gave me a headache with the switch. So I switched back to my good old trusty CPA and I've been with him ever since. But guess what? The one and only year that I get audited, it's the year that I go with the crazy stuff. <laughs> yes. Bang. Like, oh, did you have to pick that year? Come on. Oh, my The year before goodness. or the year after. Oh. I feel your pain. Those audits will keep you up at night, won't they, bro? Yeah, yeah. And I've got trusty CPA navigating me through the audits, but it's still, yeah, you don't want to go down that path. It's not fun. No, you don't. I've been through two, my friend. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay, so you got good professional advice from two people that this is the way to go. You can do this tax-free, et cetera. And we're not holding you to that, but that's what they told you. Okay. Yeah, man, I got it in writing. I got it in an email. I want to know, because I said, if I take out X, are you telling me there's no penalty and no income tax? Because I was worried that if I took it out, generally speaking, okay, generally when you do a withdrawal on your IRA, you got to pay the penalty, which is 10%. So let's just say 30,000, that's 3,000 you're just giving away federal. And then you got state, and you got to pay income taxes on the money. So I'm like, you're talking about a, what, 30%, 40%? Who knows? I mean, it could be half the money you're taking out, Nate. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so let's say I pull this money out, or maybe you have a real example you want to go through. We can. Where is the seat? I'm not putting it back in the market. Like, I'm market scared. Like, what's the smart thing to do? Well, for me, Nate, once again, I'm just always trying to just think and thinking. For me, okay, so let's just think about this, right? Debt. For me. I'm debt averse, right? I'm 44. I've been in debt for the majority of my life, right? So I'm like, uh, I've learned that the power of paying down extra principal has really catapulted my career. So I'm looking at some debts that I have, right? Little debts out there, whatever it is. Let's just take 30,000 for instance. Mm-hmm. So I had, I owed 30,000 on a house. I'm just uh, making up round numbers for you, Nate. Let's say my yeah. payment is $600 a month, whatever, $500 a month. I know that payment is going to come out of my bank account for the next X years. I know I'm going to pay that loan. Yeah. No matter what, I'm going to have to pay the loan on this money. So when the IRS with the CARES Act, I think it's called the Coronavirus Aid and Relief. I can't remember the name of the The CARES Act, what the government put out. I said, you know what? If I can borrow from myself, technically, but it is, it's a withdrawal, but I'm going to, in my mind, categorize it as borrowing, right? From myself. So I had that same 30,000 I could take out penalty-free, tax-free, pay off this debt, this other 30 that I'm paying on, on a loan. And then I got the same five, $600 coming out of my bank account every month to pay this loan back. Why not pay back the interest-bearing loan, pay it off, and just pay myself back over the next three years? Yeah. I still got outcome out of my pocket. I'm still making a payment either way. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so now you're collecting all the interest. You're the guy patting your bank account, essentially. Back to your IRA, I assume. Well, yeah, well, um, I'm not sure if you can pay yourself interest, but I'm literally just okay. paying back the print. For me, it's just principal. Okay, just the so principal. Say you take out 30, pay off, loan 30, pay back the 30 to yourself over time. It has to be paid off in three years. That loan that you take out of your IRA okay. has to be paid off in three years so you can amortize it principal only. So in, in essence, I literally just cut out $10,000 worth of print worth of interest that I would be paying on this loan. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Is there any yeah. limit or cap to the amount that someone could take from there? There is. Okay. Yeah. From what I read on the IRS website is a hundred thousand. Okay. Got it. Got it. Beautiful move. Dude. They didn't want guys to. <laughs> nice. Nice. Ooh. It's trying to figure out for me, man. My thing is in the richest band in Babylon, the five rules of gold, only one of them are dedicated to earning. The other four are dedicated to managing. You got to manage what you get. What are those four? I can go get the book if you want, my friend. No, 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 it's okay. It was like 10 years ago when I read that book and um, now you're just sparking a, a seed. I want to go get the book oh, now. Yeah. I want to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's all about the management. Yeah. Chris, what opportunities are you looking at today? What do you see out there? Like, I know that there's kind of doom and gloom and there's a cloud still hanging out there, but where's the silver lining? What opportunities are you seeing out there that you're pursuing now? Yeah, Nate, regarding the real estate side? Yeah, either your IRA or real estate in general or investing in general. Real estate. Okay, well, let's start with investing. So, uh, still buy and sell, buy low, sell high. Hopefully, we'll still have a high, you know, because we buy at a discount like you do. I still have a finance local car dealers. So, we have, uh, like my IRA will just finance, for instance, if they have a car lot, right? We'll finance different cars on the lot and we'll take a piece of that. Uh, with the real estate side, we'll ramp it up section eight. Teaching a lot of Section 8 stuff is one of my favorite. I love Section 8. That's, that's Actually, it's called the Housing Choice Voucher Program, where your rent is guaranteed. So I haven't had a blip in rents since the crash. I mean, no no problem. Section, the government still prints the money, and we still get it. But Section 8 is where I'm really focusing. Okay, okay. Dude, this, this car thing sounds interesting. So you're literally like the lender on cars, like a warehouse line of credit, the bank would call that. Warehouse line of credit, floor plan, if you will. The car, the dealer calls me up, he says, hey, you need 20 grand to buy a car today. We wire the money, whatever, they buy the car, they sell it, we just get a lick every car. It's nothing big, but it kind of keeps the money moving. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. The money's working for you instead of you working for it. Yeah, well, you got it, man. If you don't have that skill, bro, you'll always be back to square one. Okay, and then on the Section 8, or you call it a much fancier name than Section 8, but the house voucher system, those opportunities, are you finding those houses or is this maintaining your existing portfolio? Maintaining and still acquiring, right? You oh. got to get your money working. I still do lease options, but I don't know. My gut is, I mean, I, I presume lease options will still be good over the next few months, Nate. I mean, you're a master at that too. I, I just can't predict whether I'm going to have ten, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 down payments from people. Yeah. Yeah. People are a little more. I don't, I, I don't know. You know? I, yeah, you're right. People are nervous. So they're holding cash more than spending it right now. And I think it'll be that way until the economy's turning again. And I know that this next question is going to be a little bit like crystal ball talk, but you're an expert. So many people look to you for expertise and I consider you to be a mentor too, Chris. What is the safe play in real estate? I mean, we could do what you're preaching, which is subsidized housing. Like that's sounds like a safe play. You keep getting your rent. Would you tell that to somebody that's sitting on the sidelines right now thinking about getting in or what would you tell them? Yeah, Nate, because, man, I would just hate to advise somebody to get in and buy low and the market. I mean, I just, matter of fact, Nate, the market is doing extremely healthy where I live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely healthy. I just don't know. I mean, you know, next month, you've been around, Nate. I have seen markets turn quick from a buyers to a sellers and then people bringing money to close. Even I've been there bringing $5,000 to get out of a house. You know, you just don't want to do that. Yeah. But if you buy low enough, you can always convert it over, you know? 
Yeah. We're in the middle of one right now where the Nashville, Tennessee, the seller on it, she's actually the seller. I just learned this, but she's actually the seller via a lease contract, lease option, Mm. essentially. Mm. And she thought she had actual title, but she doesn't. But anyways, she's in a position right now where she's been paying on it for the last five years. And because of the market and the condition that the property is now in, she's actually in a spot where the equity she thought she was going to get is just not there. And Mm -hmm. so we're trying to push our buyer up. We're wholesaling on the backside. We're trying to push our buyer up to help her, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's tight. Sometimes that happens in markets. If she would have sold it last year, she probably would have got more, but with this whole virus thing, it's tightened a little bit there. So is that in the market where you, is that in in, uh, one of your, your, that's a real life example of a market that you're in, Nate? Yeah. Nashville is a real life market. My wife and I go after usually just lease option properties there that we can turn mm-hmm. on a lease option. Yeah. And then we do Sarasota, Florida and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, so you're doing no risk stuff. If you're not getting in it, Nate, you're just kind of getting rid of the contract. So, I mean, you can't lose on that. Yeah. The wholesale world that's 75 to 90%, depending on the month of our deals, our mm-hmm. wholesale deals. Gotcha. And then we'll keep one out of five roughly that nice. end up being a long-term property. We do we cool. take it, seller finance, and then we lease option it on the back end. Can't lose it that, mate. You can build an empire. That's called building an empire the right way. I wish I would have had your advice like a decade ago, but I had to go through the pain school of hard knocks first. <laughs> now I get it. Now I know. That's cool, brother. We all got to live and learn, right? Yeah. Chris, dude, I, I value your time. I know that it's precious to you. I appreciate you, man. And congrats to you and your wife on the new baby. Where can people go to connect with you? If they want to connect with you, how do I put them in touch with you? Yeah, the best place for me, man, just come on over, come on over to Chris. It's K-R-I-S Haskins on YouTube or Insta, really YouTube. I'm all on that thing all day. If you send me a comment on one of my videos, we can talk all day on that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, take them up on that. It's chrishaskins.com or find him on YouTube. The guy is seriously hilarious. It's like watching his own uh, reality TV show. But the thing is, is that he's legit out there on the street doing what he's preaching right now. So I highly recommend you checking him out. Okay, Chris, thanks again, man. Appreciate you. Okay. All right, guys. Okay. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Mr. Chris Haskins. Chris is awesome, man. This guy's legendary in the real estate world and just a totally chill, cool dude. So here's the thing. Next episode, we've got a really special guest coming on to talk about the ethics of this whole business. A lot of people will ask, well, hey, is real estate investing ethical? Is it not ethical? And we're going to talk about that. We've got a guest coming on for it. Make sure you jump onto that episode so you can see how this business works in real life. Not from my mouth, but from someone that's actually doing this every single day at an extremely ethical level, taking care of sellers left and right. So I'll see you on the next episode. Okay, bye. Hate cold calling? Can't stand direct mail? Wish there was a way to have sellers coming to you instead of having to chase them down? Now there is. It's called the Social Media Blueprint. And you can get it absolutely free when you go to www.socialmediablueprint.com slash podcast.